Stabcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Mindy, and it is so good to have you all here on this Sunday night, even though it's really shitty outside where we live. Yeah, it's a very horror mood outside, though. It's raining, it's dark, so. I, I know, I'm already, I'm, I already got, like, movies planned for me to watch, and, like, the couple, um, like, after this. I, I'm, I'm ridiculous. So, guys... I wanted, to, I wanted to give you a little bit of information here. I did. Daniel did not. But I went out and I watched um, on Peacock the Exorcist Believer movie. Oh, and yeah. I have to say, I will have to say, it's not quite worth the hype. But all in all, it was a decent story. They did a really good job at making it a decent story. I right. mean, the yeah, story I was very fucked up, but they did a really good job at maintaining, like, the children's innocence and just, like, honestly, as far as I'm concerned, I think they did a good job. They, yeah. did, they did decently, honestly. For what they were given, they did decent. And, um, yeah, so that was a treat. So if you guys want to see that, go on Peacock, because that is available now. And, like I said, that that was a good one, honestly. You like that so, one? Also, today, I found out that Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, is officially banned in China. Really? Yeah, and it's not for the reason you think, either. Why is it banned? Because Chinese government has a thing with the uh, China ambassador, whoever is in charge or whatever, because people say that he looks like Winnie the Pooh. Oh, okay. So a lot of Chinese people started making those jokes and putting up memes and stuff, and they didn't like that at all. So Winnie the Pooh is actually banned in China. Really? Like you can still like yeah, you can still like get like in like MML books or like one of those old school ones that I told you that yeah. I have. But yeah. you can't get a like a Disney one. That's funny. So that's a little that's a little fact of the day. Figured you guys said that was that's that's a little fact. Yeah, no, so, that's a, yeah. Um, Daniel, you want to go ahead and tell everyone what we're going to be talking about tonight? Sure. We are reviewing The Babadook uh, from 2014. <clears throat> this was a, a big deal when it came out, directed by Jennifer Kent, starring Essie Davis and Noah Weissman. Uh, yeah. This made some a little bit of money in the box office. On a $2 million budget, it made about $10 million. But it got critically praised when it came out. A lot of people enjoyed it. And uh, it, it's been called, like, one of the scarier horror movies. Uh, well, We know a few people that been, don't agree, but, huh? 
Well, what has been said about it, is, and they even said that's in, screen, in the new scream, is that it's elevated horror. Yeah. It's a different kind of horror. It's not like your typical slasher or paranormal or like sadistic or anything like that. It's completely different. So it's still stupid. So I, I mean, I agree. It is. It is a. It can be a little dumb, but if you pay really close attention to it. Like you fall, you fall deep into it. Like I, the first time I ever watched it, I actually had it on as like a throwaway movie because right. I was doing something. I think I was playing the house, so put it on throwaway movie, and all of a sudden, um, I was like, oh shit, I like this. I really yeah. like this. And, like, I called you, and I was like, yo, you got to get over here. And, like, right. Daniel walked to my house, which is, like, four miles. <laughs> and, and like, we turned it back on and watched it together and whatnot. Now, the thing is, is that if you're not paying a lot of attention to the story and you're paying attention to the acting then you're going to think it's a bad movie because that kid is annoying as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I understand he sees things. I understand he sees the Babadook. I understand he sees the monster and shit, but fuck, oh, my God. I mean, I almost start to think the reason why he keeps on going, Mom, 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 is because she doesn't give him any attention. Yeah. Like, I feel, I honestly kind of feel bad for the kid. Because she's wrapped yeah, up so much in her own grief that she's not really caring for him. Yeah, and he really doesn't do much after this acting-wise. Nothing. Well, I, he wasn't the best actor. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say the kid was slam dunk and that he was a great actor. He Honestly, he annoyed the fuck out of me. But yeah. when I sat back and I watched the mother-son relationship, there's a lot there to be dug through. You can tell that she really resents him. Yeah. Like even before the Babadook gets in her and tell and and says like something to what is she what is she say? Oh, she says it should have been you that died. But I feel like even if the Babadook wasn't in her yet, I feel like she probably might have still said it. Yeah, it really, but I think that's what, to me, to me that was the point of the movie, is that that the monster was kind of bringing out the worst of both of them and bringing out the hatred in her, and that's why it was like so playing with the idea she might kill him or something, do something nuts. But in the end, it kind of brought them closer together, and they had, like, a bond over this. To me, that was, like, the whole And also, he was able to protect his mom. Yeah. And that's all he wanted to do. I'd agree with that. So, I mean, he got what he wanted. And, kid, oh, my God, what in the fucking home alone was up with that child? <laughs> What the home alone? Like, you saw that fucking like backpack and shit. Like holy shit. Yeah, he was ready to fucking go. 
Like Macaulay Culkin eats her heart out. Jesus. Macaulay Culkin just got a star in the Walk of Fame. Yeah, no, we're proud of you, Macaulay. We are. But anyways, yeah. though, the way that I see it, it's just, like, he, like, out of nowhere, just comes in with this chutzpah and this fight. And, like, he starts rigging shit around the house. He has that backpack that works as a cannibal. Like, this is a smart fucking kid. I agree. He's very, very resourceful, and he's very intent on protecting his mother. And I think that might be why he's so annoying. Because he can tell something's wrong with his mom. So I think, like, that's what comes off as annoying because he, like, constantly wants her attention and constantly wants to make sure she's okay. And at this point, she's just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, he thinks something's wrong with her. And at that point, though, she's like, dude, just stop. Seriously. And, like, she even did that. At one point, she pulled the car over and she yelled at him that there was no Babadook. And all of a sudden, he was screaming that it was in the car, and she wasn't she was listening because she didn't see him. And I guess Sam did, and Samuel actually ended up having a grand mal seizure and had to go to the hospital. Yeah. Now, I'm sorry. Is this just an imaginary friend and shit? Why the fuck did the kid have a seizure? Yeah, I agree. That was weird. Like, even even the fact that, like, oh, it's a story about grieving and whatnot. Still, why does the kid have to have a seizure? I don't understand that. I don't, I never got that part. I, I understand that it was kind of meant to, like, shock Amelia and get her to, like, try and listen to him. But there's so many different ways that that could have been done. Yeah, it was handled pretty poorly, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, so, go ahead. The thing I like about this movie, though, is I think a, a lot of things, it's one of those cultural movies that I think it, it kind of changes other movies after it comes out. That's how big of a deal I think this was. And I think it did, it had the best case of not really seeing what the Babadook was until the very end. And even when you see it, it's not that crazy. But it building it up the whole movie to where it's kind of terrifying. And you do see it on the ceiling. You do. But you've really, it kind of builds this thing up in your mind more than it really is. Yeah. And then when you finally see it, it's just like, it, it, it makes it even worse. I think the Boogeyman kind of tried to do the same thing. I think there's a lot of movies even uh, Smile kind of felt like that with that monster. Uh, yeah, but it, the thing that this had over all of them was the fact that she read to Samuel every single night. Yeah. And she told Samuel, for once, that he should go ahead and choose the book. And he went up to the bookcase and found the Babadook and brought that down. And was like, let's read this one. And his mom starts to read it. And it's like, um, you cannot hide 
da da da. It's like it's in the Babadook and like all this stuff, all this different rhyming and shit. And like it gets more and more sadistic as it goes. And like she like gets like at least like five pages into it, and then she's like, you know what, we're not doing this. And everybody that thinks that the kid was crying because he, um, the kid was crying because he wanted to figure out what happened with the book. Yeah, that might have been a little bit of it, but the kid was a crying because his mother told him no. That's true. That was a temper tantrum is what that was. That's why she kept on trying to read and read over him and check, because that was a temper tantrum. I'd agree. It's, that's that's how I see it. So everyone that thinks that oh he was he was upset because of this he was upset no he was upset because he was a little boy he didn't get his way. Yeah. Like that's that's just the end of it. But anyways, um, he like even in the beginning we see how attached he is to her. Like, she's looking in this closet, and he's got his arms wrapped around her because he's obsession with uh, monsters. <laughs> and, like, and then he ends up sleeping in the same fucking bed as her anyway. It feels so bad for her, too, because he, like, wraps herself, he wraps herself around her like a cobra. God bless you. Yeah, she hates. Bless you. He's definitely very smothering towards his mother. Yeah, and I think it's because I think part of him knows that she doesn't want to be a mom. Another part of him knows that it is his mother and she's going through something. So I think his part is actually very integral to the movie. Because if we didn't have him there and we just had her as a single mom and stuff, like, I don't think it would have been as impactful. Like one one moment that really sticks in my head is um, I believe she'd already been taken over by the Babadook at this point, but she was laying in bed and she was absolutely exhausted. He comes in and he goes, "Mommy, I took those uh, pills you told me to take, but my tummy really hurts and I think I'm gonna throw them up." And she goes, Ugh. and he's like. Mommy, I really need your help. I I don't feel well, and I need to get food. Mom, please. And she said, yeah. I just want to sleep. And he's like, Mom, I know, but I, I really need you to help me. I looked in the refrigerator. I looked in the pantry. I really need to eat something. And she's like, shut the fuck, fuck, fuck up. And he was... And like like the Babadook, and he um he was like what what and she's like if you're that hungry eat shit. Yeah, that was fucked up. And it's like that was real. I'm like that. Oh my god, because sometimes that does happen to kids when one of their parents die and the other parent isn't well enough to handle it. Right. Sometimes that will happen. But I mean, she was she was intense. She was mean. She was mean. And yeah, so and another person that was mean 
that earned my hatred. It was not the aunt. I mean, yes, the aunt earned a little bit of my hatred, but her fucking daughter. Oh, my God, what a cunt. <laughs> Daniel, she straight up told him that Jesus took away his mother because he didn't deserve to have one. Yeah. I would have pushed her, too. I know. And he sat there and he, I mean, he sat there and he took it for a few minutes, too. He, like, he asked her to stop politely. And then he said, all right, come on, please stop. And she wouldn't stop, so he pushed her. Yeah. I, uh, I think this movie kind of lives or dies with the little kid. And if you can, if you can stomach him long enough, I think it's a great movie. I think if you can't, then it kind of sucks. Yeah. I think it's one of those things. His performance is kind of polarizing in that fact. Yeah. But like his, his, his cousin or whatever. Oh my God. She was, she's horrible. Yeah, she was. She was absolutely awful. And like I said, her mom wasn't that bad, but her mom was still one of those moms that, like, if the child set another child on fire, she'd probably watch it and then still say her kid didn't do it. That's the kind of mother she strikes me as. Yeah, I mean, by the end of it, it seemed like they had a healthy relationship. And I think, it, like, everything Well, was no, no, be... no, no. I mean, the little girl. I mean, the cousin and the aunt. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Those two had a fucked up relationship, for sure. It's not even that they had a fucked up relationship. It's that it, the little girl was so fucking nasty. And then the mother was basically like, oh, well okay because she's like special little girl and she, that's what I'm saying like that little girl probably could have set somebody on fire in front of her mom and got away, get away with that yeah she didn't see what a monster her daughter was for sure no she didn't see what a monster she was either her sister needed her help I mean in all reality people have got to understand this is a, gr- a story about grievance and how people grieve in the different ways that they do and how people mourn in the different ways that they do. And Amelia, from what I gathered, had tried for the past seven years to make sure that Samuel had a nice, happy, somewhat normal life, but she never actually got over the death of her husband. Like, we don't see a counselor. We don't even hear about her being in counseling. Like, she's not, she doesn't get help for herself at all. And I think that's why the mon- quote-unquote monster, which is basically just a monster that's full of her bad feelings and her bad energy, I feel like if she did get it out, maybe the monster wouldn't have been so powerful. Or maybe it would have chosen a different family. Yeah. So I feel like she was in denial and she wanted to be in denial. And I understand if you want to be in denial because your husband died, that's fine. But 
after seven years, you got to get it together, Bill. <laughs> I mean, there's there's warning, and there's just not processing, and that's what was wrong with her is that she was just not processing. Kids like Samuel seem to be very sensitive to the world around him. He can tell that his mother is off. Why? Every couple of sentences, he'll be like, Mom, Mom, are you paying attention? Mom. And, like, do stuff like that because he doesn't know any better. He he wants to get his mommy's attention. You know, and I completely understand. I, I honestly understand that part. I really do. I think it's because I worked with kids. For a while, yeah. but I understand that part because kids like Samuel, especially Samuel's age, being seven, eight years old, all they want is to be loved. That mother never, ever says the words, I love you. I think she may at the very, very end, but I'm not sure. But what she does throughout the movie is he'll go, I love you, Mommy, and she'll be like, yeah, me too. Yeah. So I feel like he knew, I feel like he knew, though, that something was wrong. Maybe. So intent that there was a monster and that someone was going to come and get them. And that's why he was so intent about that of protecting his mother because he said that she couldn't protect herself. She was right. Yeah. So, I mean, like you said, the backbone of that movie was the kid. I mean, and I'm not going to say the kid was amazing or anything like that, no. but did he do his job well? Yes. He did I his mean, job. Did he, make, sure. did he make me want to fucking kill him at the end of the day? Absolutely. Yeah. But also, I think that that was part, I honestly, though, think that was part of his job, was to annoy the fuck out of us. So I don't really know if I can take any points away from that, because it might have been to show us how fed up she is with him. Yeah. It's kind of an analog for that, it feels like. That's that's honestly what it feels. Basically, guys, this is like, and you know I hate monster stories, but this is like a supernatural monster story kind of thing. And basically what the monster is, is it is a combinant of all of her grief and all of her mourning that she's never dealt with. And at first, she was making it stronger because she was resisting it and refusing it. And then after she let it go out of her and whatnot and they banished it to the basement and everything, like, monster is fine with being a monster. They fed it worms and everything. It was living the life. (laughs) 
He was fucking with it. So, I mean, it's not like they're trying to kill it or anything. So, I mean, I have to say that it was very, it was a very intriguing, interesting movie, especially when it first came out. Because to me, especially when it first came out, I hadn't seen anything like that yet. Yeah. I That was one of the first... It was a very... To me, this is one of the more of uh, psychological ones early on that I got into. You know? Yeah, like, this is the start of Elevated Horror, basically. Yeah. I don't want to, like, give it all the credit, but it's up there. It's a start, honestly. I love to say it is one of the main starters of that genre. I mean, yeah, Get Out, Us. I understand that those were elevated horror movies as well, but the Bob Duke was first. Yeah, this, this kind of came out the gate in 2014 with that. Yeah, so, and they brought in a new premise to the game, basically. And I yeah, liked it. I me mean, too. everyone knows if there's one thing that I really like, it's something new. It's something oh, yeah. innovative. It's something I've never seen before. Like, that's what I like. A hundred percent. I mean, and this was that. I mean, exactly. And, and, like, that was, like, even why I liked Haunt more than I liked the Hellfast. And I told you it was because they used their environment more. You know? Yeah. So I agree. It's, I mean, it was good. Like I said, it was good for what it was. I mean, honestly, I could have dealt without the, the aunt and the cousin situation. I don't even know why that was even in there. I think to pad the movie with some more stuff because it, it kind of it, it it's carried by this relationship with the mother and son and I think it doesn't always work and the movie knows that so it tries to add stuff in like the bitchy cousin and a couple different things and it kind of tries to yeah. pad it while also adding to, to those storylines. I, I thought the yeah. movie was very good. I don't like I don't think it's one of the scariest of all time or anything like that but the first time mm-hmm. I watched this with you when I was younger I was genuinely terrified. And, you know, every other... Oh, I know this, you were. Yeah. It was. And I, I've seen this a few times since, and I wasn't as scared, but it still has that feel to it. It's still got that spooky vibe. Get it in a certain way, watch it a certain way. It can still feel very spooky and creepish and monster-like and can be a very good psychological horror movie, but if you're putting it on to watch with a bunch of your friends and shit and whatnot, you guys aren't going to like it. I agree. I mean, because this isn't a movie that you can put on and, like, have drinks and shit while you're watching it. I mean, a little kid freaks out every five seconds. Yeah, I don't think this is a good one as, like, a chill with your buddies. Like, a nice... It's not a fun slasher, you know? This is a much more psychological, no. serious movie that I think yeah. you'll enjoy if you can get into it. But it's not like a fun, you know, blood and guts type deal. Exactly. And like you said, if you can get into it. Some people can't. I mean, we tried to introduce my fiance to it and he almost fell asleep. 
Yeah. So. He was passionate. I mean, a lot of people don't like it. But, I mean, I think Daniel and I, because we've seen it a couple of times, and we've also, I've seen, like, the explained stuff and, like, have put two and two together and, like, realized it's a grieving monster thing. Like, I think that makes it a little bit better for us because we're we're working with, like, the meat and potatoes here. Like, we're getting into what's actually going on. A hundred percent. I agree. And I think it's because we also, we've, we've watched stuff like this before and enjoyed stuff like this before and, and uh, yeah. stuff like that since. So go ahead. I was just going to say, and I think the reason I didn't like it is because it was hyped up so much as to being the, the scariest movie and, you know, it's the best horror movie. I just, I, I mean, she's really, right. I felt really let down by it. And I guess that's probably why I don't like it. Right. I, I understand that, though, Aunt Sharon, because that's happened to me. I can't tell you how many motherfucking times. Like, Daniel will tell you this, too. We hear the phrase, the scariest movie of whatever decade, whatever, like, year it is, is coming out and whatnot, and da 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 and most of them are bullshit. Right. Yeah. Most of them are like, this is not scary. This is stupid. The only movie I will give the scariest movie so far of 2023, the only one I will give that award to is to Mr. Eli Roth for Thanksgiving. That was scary. He made me very odd. Because like I told people before, I don't really get scared anymore, but I get uncomfortable. Yeah, there's a couple different and things. And that's what happened with me in that movie. I just got very uncomfortable with that, especially when, like, the woman's hair gets, like, caught in the cart and whatnot, because I've seen stuff like that happen, too, before yeah. they got security and stuff for Black Fridays and everything. So I've seen stuff like that go down. So for me, it was just very, I want to say cringy, but it was just very hard for me to watch. I'm with you. And I get that vibe off this too. It's not that to me this one was it wasn't hard for me to watch at all. The Bobby Duke, uh, uh, I'm saying, I I didn't find it that hard to watch. But there was times where I was like, uh, cringing a little bit at how you know spooky the movie was and how it felt like anything could it just felt like the mother was not going to be able to save the day for the son it felt like it wasn't going to work out and you don't get that feeling in a lot of movies especially where it's kind of trained that the good guy wins at the end and even though it does and it does kind of end up being okay you get the vibe throughout the whole movie especially in certain scenes that everything's not going to be okay and this little family's kind of fucked so yeah, I thought that made it unique. Oh, absolutely! And the fact that he went like home alone on it, they have like that was, that was that was pretty funny, honestly. That was entertaining yeah. watching him do that. Like if he's quiet while he's doing things, I don't mind the character. I just when he starts whining. Once he starts doing shit. <laughs> 
Well, no, once yeah. he starts speaking, like once he starts whining, going, Mom, Mom, Mommy, Mommy, Mommy. It's like that freaking episode of Family Guy when Stewie does that to Lois, and eventually she's like, what? And he's like, hi, and runs away. <laughs> I really, I just feel like that's their, their kind of relationship. He really just wants attention. All yeah. he wants is just for his mother to look at him. So, all right. Well, I would say we did a really, really good job with this episode, honestly. Um, for all y'all that follow the uh, TikTok and the Life with Mindy TikTok and whatnot, we're going to be doing a little bit, a lot. well, actually not a little bit, but we're going to be doing a lot more on those channels um, and it's not just going to be myself and it's not always just going to be Daniel and I. I will have other people doing stuff with me. Because Daniel Daniel only has so much time. I only have so much time and some of the times our schedules just don't mesh. Right. So we will be figuring out doing more we plan on doing more co- uh, content, of course, but right now we're trying to figure out scheduling. Yes. So. All right. Well, this was the spare right. cast. This was a lot of fun. The Babadook. What would you like to do next? What week? do we rate it? What do you what want to rate, rate it? The Babadook, I would give uh, 7.5 uh, Annoying Little Boys out of 10. Um, I would have to give it a seven whiny boy out of ten. Yeah, it, it looks like, yeah, we're around the same. We're not as high on it as the vast majority, but uh, we've also seen it a few times. We're kind of in between because we've seen it about five times now. Yeah, it's easier to pick it up. So, apart. exactly. But, um, I... I thought a lot about this, actually, and I'm not actually, I mean, I want to do it. I really want to do it, but I also don't want to, like, push the limits too hard. Um, But I want to go to Tubi, and I want to go to a movie that Daniel knows, and he's going to yell as soon as I say the name. But I would like to go into the movie The Basement. You want to do The Basement? I would like to do the basement. All right, we can do that. That was a good movie. I'm excited. We can talk about it. That'll be fun. It's just a really good, honestly, it's a very good psychological twist movie. And since right now we're doing a lot of work with with those kind of things, I just feel like that would be the perfect one to throw in. I agree. So next week... I mean, I will... I'm sorry. Hold on. I will say, though, guys, that if, because it is on TV for free if you want to watch it, but if you do not have a good stomach and you don't I mean, think that you that watch seen, somebody chew their teeth, yeah, then I wouldn't watch it. I wouldn't try to watch it. Honestly, it is a good film. It is a pretty good movie. So check it out. Uh, and we will be we'll be back next week. All right, Mindy, this was a blast. 
It was very, very fun, my friend. I'm going to give you all a hootie hoo. We'll give everybody a big hootie hoo, and we will see everybody next week. Goodbye. Yes, we will. Bye, guys.